0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Rise above and be in control with today's business headlines, driven by Volvo Cars. And it's 11 minutes till 9 a.m. This is The Morning Run right here on BFM 89.9. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. It is a lovely Friday, November 9th. Uh, Hope you got big plans for the weekend here. But before that, let's give you some water cooler talk. Time now for a look at the top business stories of the day. We got this news out of Bloomberg that that came out early this morning, about 5 a.m. Malaysian time, in relation to the 1MDB saga. Very fascinating development here. So, in the lead up to this story, we had been asking, right, you know, how much did Goldman Sachs know about 1MDB, right? Because we have seen the indictment of two former Goldman bankers. You got Roger Earn, you got Tim Leisner. They've been indicted by the DOJ. But how much of the upper echelons, the C suite at Goldman Sachs then, how much did they know? According to this Bloomberg story, guess what? Seems like the stench from 1MDB reached all the way to the top. Former Goldman Sachs CEO, the then CEO, Lloyd Blankfein, reportedly helped forge ties between Malaysia and 1MDB. And this is according to sources who spoke to Bloomberg. There was a 2009 meeting that was apparently attended by Lloyd Blankfein himself.
1: Yeah, so um, I mean, the, the official DOJ indictment is two Goldman's individuals, as you say, Roger Ehring and Tim Leisner, But the Financial Times I think quite rightly pointing out that in any bank there is a whole approval process where the, the various departments are concerned to get approval for disbursing money, whether you are sovereign state government, uh, state country, or whether you are a company. And some of the money's involved with Malaysia and one BB was basically in the billions of dollars. How can the CEO not know? And as it turns out, he did know. So Lloyd Blankfein, the same CEO that presided over Goldman Sachs at the high of the global financial crisis. As we know, Goldman Sachs was an instrumental, pivotal figure and player in the whole global financial crisis in terms of the derivatives products that brought the entire financial system to its knees. Mm. So, we know that the Department of Justice has indicted Roger Young and Tim Leisner. Tim Leisner himself has pleaded guilty. Mm-hmm. He say he say, he pleaded guilty to bribing officials to get the bond deals done. And he's also said that they did bond deals or debt arrangements because it generated higher fees for Goldman's, right? So, To what extent is Lloyd Blankfein and the other 20 or 30 other individuals in Goldman Sachs culpable for the whole 1MBBDF yeah, fiasco.
0: Right. You mentioned the fees, 600 million US dollars. That was how much Goldman, uh, reaped from the bond deals with 1MDB. And the stage was set, uh, you know, at a 2009 meeting between Blankfein and the then Prime Minister, Datosri Najib Razak himself as well. And this is uh, apparently referenced in court documents. Although in the court documents, it was an unidentified individual. Turns out, according to sources who spoke to Bloomberg, that unidentified Individual was Lloyd Blankfein uh, himself. Uh, that meeting was the was held at the New York Four Seasons Hotel, and that meeting was set up by Jolo and Tim Leisner. So all these names being attached, you know, and imagining imagining them all in that one setting there, yeah, kind of uh, you know very hard to ignore the
1: uh, correlation there, right? You know the problem with the f- bonds that Goldman's arranged for Malaysia, right? Goldman's bonds for Malaysia might have raised the country US six and a half billion dollars, but the kind of coupon Rates that we paid, six hundred and fifty basis points, or six point five percent a year, is the kind of borrowing rate that is only reserved for the most impecunious nations. Why is a sovereign nation with an A three rating from Moody's paying six point five base, six point five percent a year? Mm. And we didn't really get all of the money; we only got ninety percent of the money. And um, you know, so I mean, it's it's wrong in so many counts. Was Lloyd Blankfein, in other words, complicit? In what was essentially one of the biggest, if not the biggest, financial scandals in history. Yeah, certainly a black eye for this illustrious bank. Girl. And should Goldman Sachs continue to operate? Should its license be revoked?
0: Right. And then, I, I guess, from a Malaysian perspective, you know, ultimately, can we see uh, some, if not all, of that 600 million US dollars in fees that they made? Will it be returned to us? I think that is a big question. I think the Minister of Finance, Sardar YB Lim Guan Eng, also uh, addressing comments made by the current CEO, David Solomon. He just Took over, I think, a few weeks ago, uh, but uh, there are some allegations that he may have been in the know as well, right? Saying, well, if you are uh, you know, pained by these allegations, then maybe you should ease those pains and give some of that money back. All right, in other uh, Goldman related news, uh, this is carried in uh, today's dailies. You got the former Goldman executive, Roger Ng, and his family have reportedly agreed to surrender about 29 million US dollars linked to 1MDB. <laughs> Be, they uh, are reportedly going to surrender that to the Singapore authorities. But again, you know, Singapore authority is great. But then, what about us here in Malaysia?
1: Yeah. So Tim Leisner was the chairman of Southeast Asia for Goldman's. Roger Ng was the chair, head of uh, Southeast Asia sales and trading. When he resigned in 2014, he apparently was a, um, the central player in facilitating one of the two or three bond deals that uh, Goldman's did with Malaysia. One of them is this $1.75 billion bond deal uh, dubbed uh, Project Magnolia 2012, May. So... so far, Rojong has been arrested in Malaysia. He's actually returned 40 million Singh, as you said, uh, to Singapore's government, which would eventually return back to Malaysia. But he's fighting extradition to the US. He doesn't want to go to America. You know why? The music there, very loud. Very, very loud. <laughs> Got it. All right. So
0: again, I'm sure, once again, I've been saying this many, many times. This is the story that keeps on giving. So I'm sure this will, will not be the last we hear of 1MDB and potentially Coleman as well. All right, moving on. Uh, we have this news from Moody's. Investors Service, they have affirmed Petronas' credit rating at A1, but they have changed the outlook for Petronas down to negative. Before this, was stable, now down to negative. Why? Uh, According to the uh, Senior Vice President, they say this is because the financial profile of Petronas may deteriorate if... The government continues to ask Petronas to keep dividend payments high. Now, obviously, this is coming on the back of that 30 billion ringgit extra one-off dividend that is uh, bit, that has been mentioned in Budget 2019. This is to help the Malaysian government pay off those GST refunds.
1: That's right. So why this matters is because Petronas's bonds and Petronas's rating is basically a reflection of Malaysia's ratings. Mm. If Petronas's outlook is downgraded, so might Malaysia's. And it's really because of the oil and gas contributions to the coffers. We know that um, Petronas was at least one-sixth of Budget 2019 in terms of its revenue contributions, uh, but we also know that the 30 billion ringgit that Petronas gave to the government was one-off in nature because it was meant to refund GST and income tax refunds. The issue is because if Malaysia does not sort out a long-term sustainable and structural um, revenue generator for its coffers outside of GST, then that one-off nature might Repeat uh, in future. Now that's the big concern. And you know, on Monday I speak to Finance Minister Lim Guan Eng. That's right. This is precisely one of the things I'll be asking him, if not the first thing. Yeah,
0: you know, because you know that decision to uh, remove GST really. Okay, I mean, I understand the rationale at least from a political perspective. But from a fiscal perspective, has it been worth the cost? Given the uh, uh, the signals that have come out from the sovereign credit rating sovereign credit ratings agencies so far. Right. Now, to be fair to Petronas, though, um, according to Moody's, they say that Petronas can support these dividend payments.
1: And it should be one of a nature?
0: Uh, yeah, hopefully. It should be? Yeah, it yeah. should be, hopefully, right? Uh, but then they say that a further increase in regular dividend payments cannot be ruled out, especially if there's an increase in government's funding needs. So, I mean, look at the fiscal deficit. It's widened, right? 3.7% this year. Expected to narrow. Now, if it's going to narrow, I mean, one way... <clears throat> I mean, it obviously implies that they're spending beyond their means, there. You know, so could these dividends, those higher dividends from Petronas actually play into how the fiscal deficit is calculated moving forward? Uh, you know, uh, but looking at the sovereign credit rating picture again, ratings agencies are pretty cautious over the uh, rise of the country's debt.
1: Yeah, uh, officially nearer fifty-one percent of GDP on a direct basis. When you compare, when you include contingent liabilities, that number rises to nearly eighty mm-hmm. percent, uh, which is a lot. Um, and you know Malaysia has this timetable to get the fiscal parity. Twenty twenty was the original deadline. It's not going to make it now. Um, twenty twenty something at least, or even twenty thirty. Who knows, right? Yeah, well, we'll see, right? Uh, so, according
0: to some of these sovereign credit rating agencies, Malaysia's debt affordability affordability is among the weakest of A rated sovereigns. Something to keep a close eye on. All right, we are about a couple of minutes out of the 9 a.m. news bulletin. And after that, we'll take a look at the local bores. So, stay tuned right here to the morning run on BFM 89.9. Keeping you on track for peak business performance with the new Volvo XC40, the expression of innovation.